Support for today's episode comes from Dane Products, a sexual wellness brand with the goal of closing the pleasure gap with people with vulvas. And I personally love the versatility of the products. Even if it says it's a G-spot vibrator, you can use it on your clit too, use it on your nipples. It's so many options. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. All caps, Boonie10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to episode 191 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Booney, and we're here this week for a solo episode, the first solo episode of season 10. Um, this one might be a bit heavy, but I feel like I've been having these themes and these conversations with people in my close circle and outer circle, internet friends. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm, I I did not want to do this episode because I was like, Oh, you guys, y'all like the ratchet shit, but every now and then I got to get real. And so I am talking in this episode through some of my thoughts and feelings about facing reality and the struggle of facing your reality and calming the fears of what you should do or how your life should be, right? And um, I think this will be a super, super relatable episode um, for many. I'm hoping that it would be um, some of you having these same thoughts, facing these same fears, and you haven't really verbalized it. And I've been having this conversation a lot. So I said, why not have it with the Ratcheteers? So stick around for that. But first, we're going to hop into my pick of the week. Now, you have literally had to have been living under a rock. I mean, literally living under the rock if you have not heard of Squid Game on Netflix, okay? Um, I laughed at the meme talking about (laughs) black people calling it Squid Games (laughs) because we put an S on everything. But no, I have been kind. I have been calling it Squid Game. I saw the trailer on Netflix and was like, "Ooh, that looks gruesome." I'm not gonna watch it. And then I started seeing the commentary on Twitter. Naturally, Twitter gets me <laughs> gets me into a lot of shit. Um, it was so fascinating because it was just around the conversation. Then I see the meme that says it was the number one show in 90 countries on Netflix, which is amazing. Um, For me, (laughs) I gotta say the first, the second episode was jarring. Like the first episode, um, it it, it was set during some, uh, you know, what is it? Some building of the storyline, the plot line, you understand what you're doing. Um, And second episode jolted the fuck out of me that red light green light. And I was like, oh, my God, it makes you kind of wonder if this is some real shit that like actually really happens. But that red light green light game fucks me up. (laughs) And from there, I was hooked. I um, literally, literally just kept watching the episodes. I had to stop around episode five because I do think it was like, Ooh, it's a lot, but I enjoyed the conversation around, um, money. The twist at the end was spectacular. Um, never would have, I did not see that coming. That one I did not see coming. Um, 
But it really had a conversation for me because the first thing I did, and I did a, a reel over on um, Instagram about, I just Googled how much that was in Korean currency to U.S. dollars. Would this be worth $38 million to me? And I think my answer was a resounding no. So if you have not checked it out, you're still scared. I think it's gruesome, but for me, like, I got over it. It is violent. I don't think it's scary, but it's violent for sure. Um, Check it out, because I just think it's very interesting commentary on money really I think that was like is money the end all and then people who had money okay I'm not gonna I don't want to do a lot of spoilers but go ahead check out Squid Game housekeeping housekeeping come back later please housekeeping not now all right housekeeping feedback from episode 190 uh I got this message and I loved it Booney every time Mecca is on I always learn something new I don't even know how that's possible but it just goes to show the depth and breadth of astrology and how much I really don't know. It's always super fascinating. And I love the conversation that you and Mecca had around astrology and manifestation. Very interesting food for thought indeed. So I want to thank you guys. If you have not listened uh, to last week's episode, it was Mercury did what now <laughs> with our fave astrologer, Mecca Woods. This is her sixth appearance on the Boonie Breakdown. So please head back to last week's episode and check it out. All right. We got to do some Patreon shout outs. We have some new members join Patreon gang. Uh, shout out to Tiffany. Shout out to Samia. And shout out to Janice. If you would like to join Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash Boonie Breakdown. We have live events. It's a group chat. We have good fun over there. So if you want to, you can support for as low as $3. You guys really loved the replay of last week's event with Vanessa of Vagistine. So again, thank you for supporting and you can join us. Patreon.com backslash the Boonie Breakdown. All right. Now, I just gave a shout out to this person, but I did a Ratcheteer of the Week for the first time ever. I don't don't think this is going to be something new, guys, to stick around. But this is a new follower of the podcast. I had to ask Janice, how did she find me? Because she had been going back and listening to the episodes and then commenting her commentary on Instagram for each episode that she had listened to. And so I loved her engagement. She signed up for Patreon and she also fucking left a five-star review. So it's some of y'all who've been listening to me for years, weeks, months, and still ain't left a five-star review. You can do so on Facebook or on the Apple podcast app. If you listen on any Apple device, Janice left this five-star review saying dope new listener and can appreciate the content. I like the organization of the podcast as well as the flow and conversations. So again, shout out to Janice. She was an (laughs) all-star super ratcheteer this week going above and beyond the duties that are required to be a ratcheteer. So we support you. If you would like to uh, join her again, you can open your Apple podcast app, hit you know, if to search the Boonie Breakdown, select the Boonie Breakdown, scroll, hit five stars, bam, you're done. Or you can leave some words too. I really, really appreciate those five-star reviews. If you're not, please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. And when sharing this episode in your Insta story on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can tag us, you can also use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown, the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. I love resharing it when you guys share it in your Insta story. So... That is it for me, but not really because it's a solo episode, but let's get ready to break it.
All right. I was not going to record this episode and I have to shout out uh, the homie uh, Takia, Dr. Kia of Getting Grown podcast. We were having a chat the other day, maybe like a couple weeks ago over in DM and we were discussing kind of some, you know, growing pains of getting older. You have aging parents, definitely aging uh, grandparents and elder care. And we were talking about those responsibilities and just how much it is and how heavy it is and how no one prepares you for it. And I had made the comment to uh, Dr. Kia that um, I didn't, I wanted to record an episode on it, but I didn't think my audience would be receptive. And she told me, don't count your audience out, give them credit. We're all going through this and no one's talking about it. So I said, you know what? We haven't done a solo episode yet for season 10. Gear up the microphone. Let's go. I have some notes. So to help me not ramble, because <laughs> it's hard when you record a solo episode, there's no um, conversational aspect of dialogue. So I'm very aware of that. And I don't want people to listen and get bored and swipe away because I really do want you to connect with what I'm saying, that you hopefully feel like I'm not alone in this. Someone else feels the same way. Someone else is going through this and it's a lot. And then I was like, I had that conversation with Dr. Kia. Then I'm talking to one of my line sisters and we had a very similar conversation talking about the weight of, you know, of what your reality is and not falling into the traps of what you should do, how life should be. Then I'm talking to one of my best friends and she writes to me and says, shout out to Jazzo. And she says, listen, I've had this conversation with myself about judging and denying myself things I want. I do that shit too much, worried about what others are going to think about my choices. Fuck it. I work hard. I make money and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And so I have a lot of points and I'm going to try to weave them all together. Because getting older and living life, there is no blueprint, right? And we see all these fucking memes out here of, you know, standing your choices and you get to design the life you want and blah, blah, blah. And I do think we all have the power to, to live the life that we want to live. However, <laughs> however, comma, but... <laughs> There are many outside forces sometimes that get into your brain and it takes a very resilient and a very strong person who can literally block out all of the noise, blocking out the noise, the what ifs, the what shoulds, what your friends want from you, what your mama and daddy saying, what grandma going to say, what auntie going to say at the Thanksgiving table. It is hard. It is hard to accept and stand by your choices sometimes without second guessing them, Right. I do feel like we all can say, I want to live this life. I want to, I want to be married. I want to have children. I want to have this job. I want to do this. But sometimes I do feel like we fall and pray to the, is it really what you want? Or is it what you think you should do? Or what you think you should have? And what society has told you should have? What other people's pressures are on you? I especially feel like as a, and I've changed my language on this, as a child-free woman, I am a child-free single woman, 
I have actively made the choice not to have children. And that's okay, but it rubs people the wrong way. And I know sometimes when people are saying, oh, you should have a baby and you should have, the, you should have a kid and you'll be a great mom. I know they're coming from a place. Uh, they're not trying to you know, harm me. They want me to have what is best. And then sometimes I do feel like there are some people who, who are telling you to do these things, even though they're fucking miserable because they want you to be fucking miserable too. <laughs> but that's another conversation. Um, and sometimes you feel like, well, shit, maybe my life choices are like, maybe my life choices are wrong, right? Like maybe I should be, maybe I should have a child. But then I know I sometimes say the things that people don't want to say. And I have expressed to my friends, I don't know that I want children. And it could be for a simple fact of this. I know I said this verbatim in a group chat. I don't know that I want to sacrifice having to get children ready in the morning. Simple as that. Is it worth me giving up my freedom of moving at my own pace of not having to worry about feeding anyone else. I sometimes don't eat till two o'clock in the afternoon. No, it's not healthy, but it happens. I can't do that. I can't starve these children till two o'clock because I'm being lazy and don't want to get up and do whatever. And so I feel like when you say things unapologetically that go against the norm of what you should do, like no one should, like you're, you're judged because you're saying that. I don't know that my life would be better with these children. These children, I don't know. These people, I don't know. (laughs) And so I I often think about that. Like, I know people make, you know, judgments about the choices that I make. But I got to admit also, in making this choice, I also am facing the reality, which is a, 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 I'm not going to lie, a little bit of a scary reality and that I am facing a future where there possibility they're possible. Um, it's very possible that I might not have children and I might not ever get married. Right. And that's what women are supposed to do. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have children. And so here I am forging a life and looking at a future that's going against everything I'm supposed to do, air quotes. (laughs) And I got to admit, I'm okay with the life that I have right now. I actually enjoy it. I enjoy the freedom. I enjoy that I don't have anyone answering to. I enjoy that I don't have nobody crying after me. I enjoy that I don't have to change diapers. I enjoy that I don't have to wash anyone else's clothes but mine. I enjoy that it's just fucking me. I don't have to consider about anybody else. I don't got to worry about some little toddler messing up my white fucking couch. Like I don't (laughs) have to worry about that. But then I also have to be honest. There's a part of me that is looking like, because I have been a primary caregiver for several elderly people in my family. So I look like, well, shit, they've benefited in their elder years <laughs> and and into the you know on their deathbed because they had a grandchild to take care of them so i'm looking behind me like shit <laughs> we creeping on 40 who's going to take care of me when i die like when i get sick i can't i'm dying 
Who's there taking care of me? Now I joke, I and I, I but I'm honest about it too. It's why I try to take care of of, of Kenny's twins. <laughs> they some beneficiaries on some shit of mine. Cause I need them to Auntie A gonna take care of you if you help take care of me, because you might be my only option. I might not have those children. And so it's so hard. Because it's like, I'm okay with that decision now, but I can't let the fear of what could be, what might be, force me to make a decision in my current just because it's fear. You hear what I'm saying? Like, I can't say I'm going to have this one child for the selfish reason of I have someone to take care of me when I'm dying. This this has been on my mind. And in the conversation with Dr. Kia that we were having, even though it was brief, she said it too, that it's a very heavy, heavy plate and bag to hold to think about this and to think about you could be facing a future where you're alone. Like alone. And we're all, you know, I'm saying this, as we age, our parents are aging. Our grandparents are aging. And we all, we all have a date where we're not going to be here anymore. We all have that date. But Lord willing, we all want our parents and grandparents to go before we do. And in taking care of, you know, your aging family members, or family members who just need your assistance. It's a huge responsibility and it's a heavy um, burden to have to, you know, deal with and hold. And then you're doing this alone and you're looking at when did all of this become my responsibility? (laughs) When did, when did it, why is it all on me? And then to sit here and you're doing it alone family and friends it's one thing right but to have that romantic companion your partner that's a different um space and role in your life than those of your friends and so i that has been um a big theme for me in looking Looking because we all want to plan ahead, but we all want to be YOLO at the same time. It's a constant struggle for me. It's a struggle even in terms of do I buy this this Louis Vuitton bag or do I put money in my 401k? (laughs) Right? It's the same. But me looking at the future and what it's shaping up to be has been weighing heavily on me. I was told you I was having a conversation with my line sister and I was having a conversation with one of my best friends um and I was kind of saying I feel like in some regard you know we lie to ourselves in order to give ourselves more time because time is the one thing on earth with all the technological advances and everything that's happening time is the one thing that we'll never get back Time cannot be replicated. Time cannot be frozen. Time cannot be stopped. Time cannot be rewound, right? Time is it. When the minute is gone, it's gone. The moment is gone, it's gone. And so I'm looking at, 
I'm looking at time and I'm looking at all some conversations happening around me, things you see on the internet. And I do feel like we do a bit of lying to ourselves to tell ourselves we still have time because it makes ourselves feel better with where we are in our own realities. And one of these things that has been really hopping on my mind about time is when we start talking about fertility, especially for women. Um, we've done an episode on, you know, you know, freezing of your eggs and kind of some reproductive options that women do have. And even in that episode, the guest there um, stated that by the time most women and black women in particular start looking at fertility, it's too late. And I do think we lie to ourselves to say 40 isn't too old to have kids. Well, you know, (laughs) unfortunately, women, we have a biological clock. It's not impossible, right? Not like it's not impossible. Yes, you can still conceive and have a kid. But when I start thinking about this, I'm like, shit, Booney, do you want to be 45 with a kindergartner? Do I want to be in my 50s with a teenager? Do I want to be 60 approaching retirement age with kid in college? No. <laughs> and the answer for me is no. So when I walk through those questions, it it I it helps me and I'm saying this for me, it helps me accept that it, it helps me accept my decision that I am not going to have children past a certain age, right? And so I think I'm getting a bit freaked because. And so here we are back to the, what I started this out at. Facing a future that is opposite of everything you should air quotes do. Because at a certain point for me, Birthing a child, at least, is not an option. Now, I also am understanding that if I wake up at 47 or 48 and was like, fuck, I should have had a baby. (laughs) Also make the caveat, I'm not starting fresh. (laughs) I'm not birthing a child still. But maybe I can be a foster parent. Maybe I can look into adoption. There are other ways that I can become a mother without biologically birthing a child. And so for me, it's like staying firm in that and accepting that and to not let the other people who say, oh, you should just have a baby do this, not seep in because it's the in, in that fear of being alone and staying child free, letting that fear get into you. Because, man, facing reality, whew, it's hard. I'm not going to lie and say this is easy. It's hard. It's daunting. It triggered my ass to go back to therapy. Because looking at the reality <laughs> of what my life with the future, or at least the immediate future, because things can change. I'm not rigid in this also. But to face that reality, it can be daunting. It can be hard. And I think you also have to balance not beating yourself up for feeling disappointed. Let me say that again. Don't beat yourself up for feeling disappointed. Yes, we all had plans of how you thought life should be. What life you wanted. 
But you can't mope and you can't complain if you're not doing anything about it to change it. But it also is helpful to to face your reality. You got to face it. And I think our expectations and what should be, they create significant amounts of stress when it does not match up with reality. And so we slip into a depression. We slip into a funk. We slip into a mood. And then you open your phone and you're swiping. And you're seeing all this bullshit <laughs> that ain't real. I constantly remind myself that social media ain't real. Because most people don't share the worst. They only share what's, what's acceptable, what's going to get them a lot of likes, when they want to stunt on niggas and all that shit. And so you're mismatching. It's a mismatch comparison. You're trying to compare your reality to this bullshit that's on social media because people are happy, air quotes. And we don't know what the fuck these was going on in people's lives. So I think as I'm saying this and I'm talking this out, I had like bullet point notes, but no like script. You have to really savor what you have. You have to have gratitude for the things you have in life. And it is okay to want more. It's okay to want more. It's still okay to want all the things you want, but you damn sure have to enjoy the life you're living and the one you have to appreciate what you have because how are you going to get more if you don't even like what you got right now we want to expand upon the joy in our life we want to expand upon what we have in our life so if you're thankful and appreciative of what you have or you're or you don't like what you're having you're working to get what you have you bet you still have to be grateful because you want to expound on that joy of what you have don't beat yourself up for feeling disappointed You can't compare yourselves to others who may have less, who may have more. You don't know. But let's just work to not compare at all. Because the only person that you really have to compete with, the only person that you really are living for is you. It's not your mama. It's not your best friend. It's not your sister. It's not your daddy. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It is you. This is who you're living for. I know, I know what it's like to live sometimes in comfortable delusion. It is, it's comfortable. It's the delusion. It's enticing, (laughs) but it's doing you no good. (laughs) I've been there. I've been too afraid to accept what was actually happening. And I don't, I don't like it. And sometimes, and I've noticed for me, is when I confront things that are painful, when I accept the reality, I'm at an important moment in my life. And at that point, I can choose, because we all say it, I asked it in Would You Rather Wednesday a couple of times in various different versions. Would you rather have the healthy, painful truth or comfortable delusion? I've asked it many times, and majority always say that, the, the healthy, painful truth. Tell me the truth. We won't even tell ourselves the truth. <laughs> Guilty of it too. Because you don't want to accept what's happening. You don't want to accept the role that you're playing in it. And I'm looking and I'm talking to myself as I'm talking into this microphone and I'm ultimately going to release this episode. 
But I noticed some of the things that I want and to become the better version of myself. I run from it. <laughs> I don't do it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the better version of myself that's waiting. So I stand in comfortable delusion. Nah, I'm cool. I like them. We don't have to have a relationship because I'm cool with things are. Comfortable delusion. I am comfortable. But I do like them. And I do want a relationship. Now, albeit, I will say, it might not be with the particular person I'm at with the time, but I do know these things. But here I am wasting time with people that aren't going to give me the things I want. Comfortable delusion. Avoiding inevitable pain. I get emotional. This is comfortable. So I run. (laughs) So what do you got to do? So that's why I went back to therapy after a two-year break. Because time to face the uncomfortable truths. I'm ready to get on the other side. And I understand how difficult it is. I've been a caretaker for people, adults, many years. Many years. And so this is all, all these things really triggered me to a place that had me physically stressed. Physically stressed. But now I've taken charge because I'm ready to face the uncomfortable truth because I deserve the life that I want. I need to be fortified in the decisions that I'm going to make. I need to be fortified in the reality that I could potentially be facing. So we're in therapy. And so I'm saying all this. I hope that people listening to this, your takeaway is that pain is temporary. It's going to happen. We cannot shield ourselves from pain. We can't. And in order to evolve, you have to face the truth. You have to face your reality. And then once you do that, you're able to say, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Because life is going life. Life going to fuck you up at times. And it has a couple times for me. What you going to do? What you going to do? We always want the good to happen. We try to shield ourselves from the bad as much as possible. I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty. (laughs) Um, But what I have learned is that when we're frustrated and when we cling to things that no longer serve us, right? We're We're expounding more energy and working harder to keep bullshit because we don't want to change. There's no magic. No magic. But the only time you can really change is if you see the situation with clear eyes. You can't take things personally. And you get to create a plan, a plan to have an entirely new experience for yourself. Entirely new experience. And so I circle back to my original thought of saying... When you face your reality and kick to the curb all of the what you should do's, are you the one keeping yourself stuck in the situation? Or can you change? 
I read this thing. Um, actually, my therapist sent it to me and it was talking about expectations and the psychology behind expectations. And it said it was a sentence in here, this article that I'm going to read because it was kind of a kick in the ass for me. It said expectations are premeditated resentments. Expectations are premeditated resentments. The problem of expectation occurs when we expect something to happen without good reason for that expectation. If I believe that my expectations alone will bring me what I want, I'm using magical thinking and setting myself up for disappointment. This is really obvious when we're talking about coffee. I can't just make a cup of coffee just by thinking it into existence. I have to take the necessary steps to make it happen. I have to grind the beans, put the coffee in the water in my coffee maker and push the button. Just expecting my coffee to disappear, just to appear is delusional. The less is obvious when our expectations involve other people. Expecting life to always turn out the way you want is guaranteed to lead to disappointment because life will not always turn out the way you want it to. And when those unfulfilled expectations involve the failure of other people to behave the way you expect them to, the disappointment involves resentment. So when I read that, I was like, (laughs) I can think about that all the time, especially in relationships. We have these unspoken expectations of people and they, when they don't do it, then we're mad. We're angry. It was wild. I will link this. um, It's on psychology today. I will link this article that was shared with me by my therapist. But to hear expectations are premeditated resentments. It's wild. So all I can say is what I offer to each and every one of you. Let go of expectations. Be grateful. Find the gratitude in the things that you have. When stuff does not go the way that you hoped for, I hope that you can find some contentment, some joy in the life that you do have. Look for all the positives in everything that you have. Remind yourself that all the things that you're scrolling on these apps and seeing most of the shit is fake any fucking way. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. And don't compare your reality to these curated experiences you're seeing on social media. And most importantly, do not beat yourself up for feeling disappointed. Life will have disappointments. But always remember that you have the power to face your reality and craft a life that you love. You do. Stand firm in it. And my mantra for everything, fuck it. <laughs> you know, just fuck it. Don't don't let the disappointments keep you down. But just learn to accept yourself, your life, and your reality. There's no right reality. It's just your reality. Just accept it. Live in it. Live in it. And I do want to be clear that just ex- accepting and facing reality, it's, n- it's not a right or wrong thing. It's not l- right or wrong. 
But if you're just accepting and facing the fact, it helps you get unstuck and make the changes that you you need. So to all my dear ratcheteers and to myself, I close out my little journal entry by saying, do not get caught up in the you're supposed to have done, you're supposed to have, but just work on the reality and the life you are meant to live. Don't let biases blind you to your reality. You can't ignore them. You have to face them head on, learn, understand them, unpack them if you will, as they say in therapy, and let them go. Don't get comfortable operating in delusion. Don't get comfortable operating in delusion. Because looking back with regrets, we're not going to do that. And so we have the space, the time, the capacity, and the tools to face reality and go from there. Fuck the what you should do. Fuck the everything you've been told to do. And do what the fuck you want. It's your goddamn life. So that is it. All right. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you don't think I was preaching at you. These were things that... I have myself written out in journal entries that I've talked about in therapy. And I keep having these conversations with women in their late 30s, early 40s, who all seem to be facing the same kind of, was it, existential, is that the right word? Um, issues, identity issues. And so fuck it. It's your fucking life. Do with it what you fucking want to do. All right. And if you still ain't got a man, girl, then you can go ahead and use that <laughs> coupon for Dane products. Even if you got one, you need a toy anyway. You can use the code Booney10, Booney10 to save 10% on your order over at Dane Products. The link is in the show notes and on the BooneyBreakdown.com. Again, guys, I was going to do a confession. I don't feel like it now this week, so we'll save a confession for next week. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Homaste. Until next time.